Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast on the internet, in the world. In the universe. In your ears. I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. <laughs> Still not used to that at all. <laughs> Me either. I just, I don't know. Really, I don't know. I just don't feel dubious it's anymore. slightly icky. <laughs> satisfied. Yeah. It's, um... <laughs> I can always, I always have quivering. If you guys want me to do quivering, oh, no, virgin, no, 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 I will happily be quivering. I'd rather you be the shaken virgin, <laughs> shaken but not stirred. Yeah. <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> Let's leave it at the gross place that it is. <laughs> yeah, satisfied virgin. I'm satisfied, but yet I'm still a virgin. Yeah. It makes sense. Okay. It tracks with my status in the show. <laughs> well, we are we are uh, on a roll with season two, and tonight we're talking about This Lady is Murder. That Lady's Murder. It's like Groundhog Day, except for the part where I know what's going to happen every <laughs> single time. My phone only asks me, do you want to set a one-minute timer on nights that we're not recording? And it doesn't <laughs> say anything to me on nights we are recording. Thanks, Apple. My phone is just like, do you not have friends today? Yeah. Today, as usual, we're going to do our Minute Maxes, where we try to sum up the plot of the episode in 60 seconds. That's what a Minute Max is. <laughs> That's what a Minute Max is. <laughs> uh, we, we, are still, we still have the call out for our listeners to send in your own Minute Maxes so we can play them on the podcast. Jenny set a very high bar so someone come on let's start a it's let's a start challenge. a battle like let's let's see who can really nail a minute max until we start uh having you timed on the zoom call with us <laughs> in which point we'll figure out that everyone loses and we all stare at you <laughs> but tonight this is, Ellen this starts. is really relaxing really <laughs> relaxing ramp up um thank you All right, here we go. This lady is murder. So the hearts get new bikes and they go for a bike ride and Jennifer gets mistaken for a woman who looks exactly like her, um, who also happens to be riding a bike at the same time. Then there's two criminal brothers and they have a van and they're like, we're kidnapping you. And then they get her and they're like, we have you, Dominique. And she's like, I'm not Dominique. And then they're like, we're calling for ransom. And then he's like, oh, um, uh, hey, we have Dominique. And Dominique's like, hello, banana brain. This is Dominique. <laughs> what? And then Jonathan and, and Max are freaking out because Jennifer's missing. And then everybody's yelling and Jonathan gets really loudly. And then a woman calls for him and she's like, can you put Althea on the wire or can you put Jonathan on the wire? And everybody's like, oh, who the hell is that? Why? <laughs> and then uh, Jennifer escapes and she steals the kid's bike and she rides the bike all the way down the hill and then she gets caught again. <laughs> then Jonathan uh, hooks up with Dominique and her disco cowgirl outfit and they go have dinner with Althea, the weird talking society reporter. <laughs> Then everybody's like, oh my God, let's just do the, the ransom drop. Let's go to the junkyard and everybody just shoot at each other, including the brothers. And then everybody's wearing white at the end. Mm. Wow. Nice job. That was the whole damn thing. Yeah, that was really good. You hit every point. I think I was confused during this episode <laughs> quite a bit. I will not lie. Um, well, uh, I'll, I'll do it again. I can't do it better than that, but I will, I will probably make, well, no, I probably won't hit anything new, but let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if you do. Okay. This lady is murder. That's different. 
the hearts go mm-hmm. on a bike ride and they uh, decide they want ice cream and they, they're going to race. So Jennifer goes ahead and is kidnapped by two guys that are looking for a woman that looks exactly like her who is also riding a bike and also wearing all white, except she has her hair pulled back and she's wearing a lot of blue eyeshadow. Uh-huh. Um, Jonathan <laughs> doesn't notice a discarded bike on his way to the ice cream stand, but he does sit there and eat ice cream until he says, you know what, where's Jennifer? Uh, she is telling the people that kidnapped her, I'm not the woman that you think I am. They're like, yeah, right. They call the mobster whose wife they think they've kidnapped. And he's like, Hey, my wife's right here. Banana brain. And then, uh, Jonathan is confused. He finds Dominique. Uh, she is basically Gina Gershon from showgirls. Um, they, they plot a little thing to say that Jennifer is, Back with Jonathan to confuse the kidnappers. <laughs> Shit. Wow. You did a pretty good job, too. You did. Uh, I, did, I only got, like, the first two-thirds of the Your episode. Your pace was, like, a third of Ellen. Ellen's pace. I know. Ellen was really... Like, <laughs> you were going... You are Ellen. You were leisurely paced. <laughs> Ellen. I'm... Okay, I'll, I'll try. I I was very confused. It was, it was a little convoluted. We're back to season one convolution, in my opinion. <laughs> All right. Here we go. That lady is murder. Uh, <laughs> so they start off on the bike ride and they see a limousine that contains a woman who is genetically identical to Jennifer. <laughs> uh, these kidnapper brothers who are both, one of them is really stupid and looks like a country Ned Flanders and the other one has really weird bangs and is very creepy looking. Mistake uh, Jennifer for this woman that they're trying to kidnap. They kidnap her. They take her. She tells them that she's not the woman. They call the guy and he's like, you don't have my wife. My wife's sitting right here and we're playing a giant backgammon game. And so then the Jonathan also meets this woman and then finds out where they live somehow. I'm not really sure how that happens. He, The woman stays with Jonathan. Dominique is her name. And they devise this plot to tell the society reporter, gossip colonist, that Jennifer is not actually taken. They end up at a junkyard. They shoot each other. The the dumb Ned Flanders brother tries to run away with the money, and his brother tries to shoot him. Jonathan picks the guy's car up with a big backhoe, and that's the end of the episode. Oh. Wow. I don't know what happened with the whole society reporter thing. I was so that was a stupid confused. angle, but it was Althea Prince. Althea mm-hmm. Prince, some broad with a fake accent. Yeah, Can you some guys dame with a, some dame with a phony accent? Yeah. <laughs> you understand what they did? Can you just explain it to me? Not minute max, because <laughs> I am so confused. What the, what the what Jonathan's plan? What was? the plot was to get Jennifer back? They were using Althea to tell the kidnappers that they had Dominique, right? Okay, not Jennifer. Okay, that's which is like ridiculous because but seems very dangerous for Jennifer to be in that situation. Extremely There's dangerous. <laughs> a lot of moments that seem really dangerous <laughs> yeah. for Jennifer this episode. Yeah. Um, okay. Luckily, she took it all in stride. <laughs> and she took it all in Nike Cortez and white yeah. Sasson jeans. And they did that this. Never got a stain. Never got it. Never got never. dusty. Just perfection. Because they did this perfection. so that the kidnappers would call that shitty husband back, Dominique's husband. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Because they didn't know where the kidnappers were. Yeah. Well, because okay. the, because Althea fucked fucked Jonathan by saying like by printing. Uh, Jennifer Hart's missing and then the mm-hmm. kidnappers were like 
ooh, we got an even better score than we uh, thought, so we can get more money. Okay, so they from have to this. convince them that it was Dominique. Except, am I? I might be wrong with this, but I thought that even though he said that, that he just asked for the same amount of money. Did he? I didn't catch the five hundred thousand dollars, yeah. and then he yeah. asked again, but he and he's but then he said half. $500,000 and he's like half a million, whatever. And I was like, oh, maybe he's confused. Maybe he thinks half a million is more than <laughs> that. And it's like, or I heard it wrong. So I don't know. Yeah. Everybody I, I don't, don't at me, but it's more <laughs> fun to me to think that that guy was so dumb that he just asked for the same amount. I don't want 500,000 anymore. I want half I a want million. Half a million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It felt like that. But um, can we talk about how when, they did see uh, the fake article in, well, it was a real article, but it was the result of the ruse mm-hmm. that they pulled at Le Restaurant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Le, Le Restaurant. Yeah, Le Restaurant. That, that um, when they were at the Hart's home, that Nelson, Marty Benton's chauffeur slash manservant, mm-hmm. that he has a phone in the briefcase that doesn't ring, but he knows... Not only that somebody's calling, but he knows who is calling without even opening the briefcase. <laughs> and he just comes, he's like, sir, whatever. And he just comes and like holds up the briefcase and says, you have a call. Huh. Can, I do not from, recall any of this. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is going to be one where the more we dig at it, the less we find. <laughs> Maybe. Like this this one is really, like this was a, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy this because I really enjoyed it, but this was a <laughs> dumb episode. Yeah. This was this was a dumb episode. The only thing that was great about it was Dominique. Dominique. Yeah. Dominique's amazing. Dominique Benton. That is it without without dispute. My yeah. my first note and it was my only note for a very long time was I love Dominique. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she Immediately goes riding on this in this white jumpsuit in her on her bicycle. Ugh. A white French French cherry belted jumpsuit mm-hmm. with an inch thick blue eyeshadow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know it's not yeah. Jennifer because her hair is tied back really tightly. But you mm-hmm. know what? Ugh. Stephanie Stephanie Powers nailed that. Like she, this is the first time I've always loved her as an actress. Like I've always thought like oh, Jennifer Hart. You know, of course favorite character blah, blah blah holy shit dominique like she nailed that icy bitch thing yeah so well she's very alien-esque and even delivered the funniest line that has ever been in an episode of heart to heart uh which was at <laughs> le restaurant <laughs> when they sit down with althea and jonathan says you remember my wife jennifer and uh, Dominique says, I'll call, not with no preamble whatsoever. She just says and looks at her plate, I'll call you Althea, Althea until something else occurs to me. <laughs> what? Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That hurts. And I mm-hmm. love it. That was huh. so, so good. <laughs> yeah. the That dinner is just full of the sick burns on Althea, which is great. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Because Althea, because Althea sucks. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, yeah, Al- that's uh-uh. that ain't it. 
Uh, I, my, I, took... I suggest you put Mr. Hard on the wire. <laughs> like, bitch, I suggest you shut up with the fake accent. <laughs> I took umbrage You know Althea uh... is not her real name. No, we all know that. No. <laughs> and especially Dominique. <laughs> it's Altea. Yeah. Nailed it, Dominique. Nothing gets past her. Gossip columnists are up there with mimes on the most reviled <laughs> professions from this time period. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't seen any mimes yet, so we don't know how the heart universe deals with them but now we know that they hate gossip gossip colonists have we not seen a mime yet i don't think so no Mm -hmm. there wasn't one in (laughs) no i would have noted a mime monte carlo no definitely not i there was not the mime of bacopa must have been (laughs) he was probably workshopping some new material the bacopan mime he was he was at the poncho factory yeah but you know, it's it's the hub of industry in Bacopa, mm-hmm. right? I liked textiles. I kind of liked her. I kind of liked the social journalist because she reminded me of that. What was the woman's name uh, who interviewing celebrities that you sent us, Ellen? Oh, <laughs> I don't remember her name. She <laughs> asks these hard hitting questions, and oh one of the God. questions is like, "I love her so much." She's like, "You worked with blah blah blah," and the person says, "Yeah," and then she goes, "And now he's dead." <laughs> <laughs> she really reminded me of this woman. Lita Powell. Lita Powell. Lita Powell. That's Big a, up to Lita Powell. Yeah, she's incredible. Oh, Lita Powell Drake. Sorry, I have to give her her oh, whoops. full name. Lita, Lita Powell, Powell Drake. Drake. She, oh she's my amazing. God. Also, Dominique, when, when Jonathan first meets her, he says, I thought you were my wife. And she says, what an, what an intriguing possibility. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, oh, and then, yeah, and then her gross husband says the one... The one good thing he says, which is, does this look like your wife? And he says, yeah, actually she does. And he goes, <laughs> lucky you, yeah. lucky guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yep, you yeah. know what's up. You know exactly how to respond to that. <laughs> totally. That was great. Yeah. The character of Marty is a little confusing, right? So obviously he's not getting on board with the kidnapping thing because he doesn't want to reveal his shady past, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or that's my assumption. He's got a because, lot to hide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... But then he kind of, it's kind of back and forth, you know, like I feel like initially I was like, well, that's, that guy's an asshole. But then I felt like there, it was just kind of up and down. Mm-hmm. Marty's character seemed to vacillate wildly for me. I couldn't quite get a beat on it. I thought, yeah. he, was, um, I thought he was gross from, from the minute he showed up. Well, I don't was, like that, that particular machismo character ever. He was like a bank robber, sort of, or he had a bad past is what I gathered. Yeah, he well, he was, he's a he's a, a mobster. He's yeah, a gangster. Yeah, but so okay, Jonathan said something that clued me in a little bit about his bad past. We see you guys see, think that Jonathan might have been more of a con man in the past because of no, what, no. you said you, you thought he was you a said con, con man. man. <laughs> what did you guys think? I think he was. I I'm going to assume that he was. Uh, okay, this this is of course I'm I'm reaching, but I'm assuming pickpocket. Mm. <laughs> I'm assuming petty crime, like or or possible like three card Monty kind of shit. Oh, okay. Like that's I a that's grifter. how I I assume he's like a clever thief. You you might know more about it <laughs> than us. <laughs> that is likely, <laughs> but 
for the purpose of this conversation, <laughs> I believe that he, you know, it's just sort of like the umbrella of the shady past, you know, like you run with a tough crowd from a bad neighborhood, you know, you're just trying to pull yourself up any way you can. And sometimes you have to bend the rules. Sometimes you have to borrow somebody else's car or, you know, sometimes people leave stuff lying around. Or steal sometimes, bikes from children. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to, got to do do those things he said until until you don't have to do those things anymore yeah. that's kind of how i perceive jonathan's shady past but i agree with eric i don't see him as a confidence man because that implies a, a level of um calculation deviousness deviousness and and uh yeah that's kind of yeah evil i like thought that's, he, there's an evil there um, that, yeah well this in this episode we get a little hint that says he's more he was more of a drunk Maybe because Jennifer, the first scene is them in bed and Jennifer says something along the lines of, I had a dream where you were in a bath of, I can't remember the alcohol. She it says, was wine. Was a it wine? Of, it was a vat of wine. Vat yeah. of wine. And he says, if this was 73, I wouldn't have bothered coming up. So it means that he maybe was a little oh. bit of a lush in his past. Mm, no, I think it means that 73 was a good year for that kind of wine. Yes. Oh. It was a wine joke. Mm-hmm. No, I thought he said if this was 73, if it was the year 1973, I would have been a drunk. The, That's how I took it. No, I think he was talking about the wine. Oh. If the if the wine, the vintage was 1973. Well, this is going to be is going to have to be a rewatch and then someone's <laughs> going to have to make uh, <laughs> um, I'm to, right. Okay. So, <laughs> we don't no one needs to bother. <laughs> oh, Eric's also right. <laughs> I'm just agreeing. We'll agree about so, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That that open with their new uber satiny bed yeah. and the weird dream that I was just like, wow, that dream is a lot. Mm -hmm. I just, it's like, is this about birth? What is this about? The like, dream, what's happening? The dream was yeah. a lot. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was, I was just like, wow, if they pull this off, it's just like how they made head injuries into a sex game. Like this dream where, ooh, ooh, like yeah. it, it just, uh-uh. I didn't, I didn't like it except for the hint of Jonathan's past, which I'm sure we got. And I am <laughs> going against you guys. And I'm I assuming Jonathan ran numbers. That's cool. If you like, like to be wrong, that's totally cool. <laughs> I'm just, I'm assuming Jonathan ran numbers. He, he, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, well, like just a, like thinking Henry about and Goodfellas, right? Yeah. We were just thinking about his connection with Max and how Max took, like, admittedly took him under his wing or mm -hmm. boxed his ears, as, as it were. Max is a gambler. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he's real good at it, and he yeah. likes it. So, and Jonathan and Max frequently gamble over ri ridiculous random. I don't shit. think he's that good at it because he's always losing. Yeah, <laughs> Max is always Max losing. isn't always losing. Yeah, he's always owing Jonathan money. Mm -mm. Yeah, and he he said something about a horse race. I, where he I don't lost. want this to turn the episode where I dispute every single <laughs> yeah. thing he says. Also, I'll tell you, stop um, saying things to so that you can dispute. Where Joe um, becomes the, actually, can, the can ignorant just, virgin. <laughs> can we just shift gears and talk about something that is in support of Joe or that I <laughs> believe yes, was yes. supportive to Joe Please that do. Joe likes? Let's talk about something that Joe likes and that it would be hard for him to be technically wrong about. <laughs> what is this um, going to be? Well, so we had the two couples at the end, right? And they did that amazing face-to-face oh. -face <laughs> thing in the in the wrecking yard. Yes. And so it's it's both Jennifer and Dominique wearing different, amazing, all-white, pristine, all-white outfits and their respective uh, spouses. And I thought, ooh, this is it. 
This is Joe's dream. Mm -hmm. These are the actual bizarro hearts. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking that. Exactly. Yes. Oh man, if they would come back, that would be a good, that would be a good team to come back. I wonder if for Marty's character, it would have been really funny to have, uh, uh, I'm spacing his name, Jonathan's real name. Robert, Robert Wagner. Wagner. Robert Wagner, yeah. To have Robert Wagner play that role. It, because <laughs> that would have been kind of funny to like, give him a weird mustache or something. Yeah, I don't think you would have been confused more by that. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, true. I think that, that that shot, we haven't flat out said Stephanie Powers played two roles. Have we said that? We've basically said it. For the listeners, basically, I'm wondering if they're confused. But, but yeah, no. Uh, Stephanie, Powers, Stephanie Powers, Powers played dual roles. Yeah, she played, she played Dominique, Dominique and Jennifer in this episode. And then there's a shot at the end or after they finish their business where it's them in the same <laughs> scene. But they couldn't they couldn't keep the camera steady. Or maybe it was yeah, it was shot on film. So I'm sure when things like this were shot on film, there's a lot more wave yeah, there's and there was sway, wind. And there wasn't digital stabilization. Right. So it was just obviously a cut and you could see both sides of yeah, the film moving a weird breathing seam in the middle of the yeah, screen <laughs> it was really weird maybe not worth doing i mean it was like you don't have to do oh, that oh i was i was oh, glad I'm, they did I'm it i'm glad they did it yeah. because I mean, I that's, was, that's the the, the prize at the end of this yep because yeah, as soon as as soon as dominique arrived on the scene i was like i need two stephanie powers in the same scene yeah I need a scene where they're both together and preferably talking to each other. And I, we kind of got that. Yeah. I, I feel like the only way that, I mean, I really, I just liked it because there's something about all the things that they didn't say and all the ways they didn't interact yeah. that has weight and is, is super fun and titillating. So it's like, well, either do that, which they did, or please have them actually fight like a dynasty level oh fight God, in their white outfits so and two Stephanie Powers just yes. rolling, tumbling through mm. the uh, hilarious wrecking yard. I love that whenever you're dropping off um, ransom money, it's always either the standard like park bench or the fountain or the tree by the park bench or the fountain, or it's clearly a place where you're going to have the craziest run around, hide behind shit, shoot at people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. There's a lot of barriers, a lot of places to hide. The thing that I loved about the very kind of con confusing uh, ransom drop situation. It's like, everybody's there. Nobody seems to actually care very much about Jennifer still being alive or whatever, right? Like the whole thing kind of proceeds as if Jennifer is super disposable, even though Jonathan's there. But what I love is that Dominique in her partially white Angora sweater um, <laughs> yes. is following right behind him as Jennifer might do. And at one point they're creeping along initially and Jonathan just kind of does this weird, like just throws a look over his shoulder where it's, and I, it's, I don't know what I thought he was thinking. Did you guys notice that? I did. I did notice what, that. And I, what did I you think Jonathan was thinking? I Is couldn't tell if it was a double golf? take of like, like, like the oh shit! Yeah. I thought you. Were, <laughs> like, I thought you were Jennifer. <laughs> 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 like oh, banana brain. Uh, banana brain. Uh, I don't know. This, was this? Are you talking about the junkyard moment? Yes, right. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because there was one on the golf course too that was really strange. It was supposed to be, I think, chemistry between them. The golf course one. I didn't really catch mm -hmm. the one in the junkyard. I guess my mind wandered a lot watching this episode. To Mine, be did honest. Too. Mine did too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I got lost. Uh, yeah. 
quite a few times. Yeah. Which is funny because it's so simple, but it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. But they do a major, Jonathan does a major look back at Dominique in the golf course. And I think it was supposed to illustrate romantic chemistry between them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that one was supposed to illustrate. Yeah, there was a weird like like line going through this episode where we are supposed to believe that or we're not we're not supposed to believe it but we're supposed to be uh amenable to the belief that Jonathan is attracted to this woman that looks yeah. just like his wife but mm-hmm. she is so different from Jennifer. Yeah. She mm-hmm. couldn't be more different. He's confused. Um and yeah, and that's that's reiterated with Jennifer's weird self-consciousness at the end which wasn't played as cutely as I would as I would have wanted it to be yeah. like I, mm-hmm. I would have wanted her to be a little more like I don't know <laughs> I, f- I feel like she would have had a little more fun with with that than than being genuinely like bothered by it but then again she was also kidnapped and held yeah uh in and nobody seemed to care <laughs> and, yeah and no one gave a shit like, yeah <laughs> i'm trying to run through my i'm trying to name that outfit that dominique's wearing on the golf course and what i've come the, the only one disco i can cowgirl the yeah Gita disco Gershon's. cowgirl's good i think rattlesnake ballerina is a good <laughs> <laughs> descriptor of what that what was yeah. It really was like because oh, of the leotard. Yes. Yeah. It was a I leotard. And that those there was fringe on the jeans, so it kind of had this a yeah. tutu, tutu sort of vibe, but also very it's, cowgirl. It's a lot of look. Yeah. I mean it was great. that that look defines like that's in the dictionary when you look up the phrase lot of look. There mm-hmm. she is. Yeah. Stephanie Powers yeah. as Dominique. Oh my God. Uh, just in the afternoon, just kicking it in her uh, rattlesnake ballerina getup, <laughs> and that, yes. you know it's a lot. the The clothing thing that intrigued me more, although mm-hmm. that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all of Dominique's looks; they're so great. But when they're in uh, Jennifer's <laughs> walk-in closet in oh. her dressing area, and they're talking about what she should wear to to pretend to be Jennifer at the dinner, <laughs> uh-huh. and Jonathan pulls out like a light blue pussy bow thing. But <laughs> I was sort of frustrated that you couldn't see what it actually was. Like, was it just a dumpy dress? Was it a, just a dumpy blouse? Was it? In my mind, it's a dress. Computer? It was a it very just, peasant sort of dress. It wasn't good. Uh, I, it's just further proof that Jonathan does not favorite. pick out Jennifer, Jennifer's outfit. Mm-hmm. It says a lot about what he thinks about Jennifer. That she's a peasant and she wears <laughs> shitty clothes. <laughs> I, I don't agree with that sentiment, but <laughs> uh, I, I would be insulted if I was. My question was is the outfit. outfit that Dominique picks out, which was a black outfit with light blue and pink stripes. Was that Monaco? Thank you. That was outfit that from from was uh, what Nikki was wearing? It was mm-hmm. what Nikki was wearing in her. Yes, and oh. she makes a prince of. Yes, joke, the Prince which joke. then, of course, makes you think of Monaco. Um, yeah, I noticed that too, and I was just like, "Oh, I wish she would wear that outfit." Yeah, me too. I really yeah. was hoping that she would have put that on. Actually, the- oh, but Dominique's outfit in in house when they're playing her backgammon when outfit, they're playing the giant backgammon Ooh, yeah. uh, with her giant braid hairpiece thing. Yeah. Oh man, it's that was so great. Good. God, so she good. looked so good. I also loved Max wore this tunic. <sighs> That had these multicolored fish scales Mm -hmm. on the front. And then it was just like art smock tunic. And it was so good. I love that. Max looked 
Fantastic. And then the Max other is great this season. The other one was the, the waiter at Le Restaurant had this really <laughs> cool jacket that I really want. It had this like brocade lapel, and it was really cool, tan colored. I loved it. Is it the waiter at Le Restaurant, yeah. or is it the sales clerk? At the jewelry store. Oh, is it? Episode. Is it the Absolutely. same dude? <laughs> yes, a million that, percent. It the is the same dude. Passes out when they go to Bacopa. Yeah. <laughs> no, the one who when um, what is who's the, what's the jewelry store guy's name? He's he's the initial sales clerk helping them. Uh, I think I'm getting that right. Anyway, there's so many jewelry store scenes. I realize, <laughs> but. Anyways, he's the sales clerk in one of them, but it's not the one. He's not the man who passes out when he okay. sees that not someone the raid rich one. wrote a paper check. Oh, was yeah. it yeah. Ma- Max <laughs> in Love? Was it? There was a jewelry store scene in Max in Love, wasn't there? That might have been an auction. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Jewelry auction being auctioned off. The yeah. earrings, the 16th century earrings. <laughs> For, that yeah. were $5. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry that I can't remember, but he's got a very distinct <laughs> look. Also, can we acknowledge that the brother... Um, with the sweet temperament, the um, bullied younger brother of mm-hmm. the two Mick. criminal brothers, Mick, Mick yeah. and Barney. Barney. Poor Mick. He's such a sweet soul. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but can we also just, we? I have to say that he plays the Scorpio killer in Dirty Harry. Yeah. He's right? Al- yeah, he also plays uh, Uncle Frank in Hellraiser. Oh. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Which which I was like, so he shows up on screen, and uh, Joe, I love you. Like the first thing I thought was, oh great, it's pre Ned Flanders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I was like, wait, where do I know him? And then it was like, oh, your Uncle Frank. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and then of course yeah. I looked him up and was like, oh yeah, and you are the Scorpio killer. Like you is he good in those movies? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's good. I in think this. he's. I think he's great in this episode. I think both I, of the criminals like. Yeah, because the, they they do the best with what they've got. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was so funny when Mick grabbed the money and just ran away, like full mm-hmm. speed, just trying to get away from his brother. And his brother shoots him in the thigh, which yeah. by by the way, like can kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't think he was aiming for his thigh. I think he was just trying to kill him, or he wanted to end his brother to get that money. His his well, brother. You hit with you no hit eyebrows. that artery. Your brother yeah. dies for sure. I love also um, when Jennifer when they had they didn't even tie her up. They were just sit, they just sat her at their kitchen table and then the she brothers locked in that dumpy house. Yeah, the brothers were both in the bedroom reading newspapers. One of them was on the bed. One of them <laughs> was at the, the, t- the chair next to the bed. What are you doing? This is so yeah. weird. So again, this is d- dig carefully because it all falls apart when you right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I sort of, you know, when you're just, just in the liminal space between watching it and doing something else entirely while Mm -hmm. it's on. Mm -hmm. Um, In this episode, I occupied that space when Jennifer grabs the keys, when the brothers are weirdly reading newspapers. um, (laughs) In the bedroom. Yeah, and kicking their heels up in the bedroom (laughs) together. (laughs) Together, Um, it's so weird. That she grabs the keys and then she spends... A significant amount of TV episode time yes. trying to put all the different keys. There's so many keys yeah. on the key ring. And she's just frantically trying to jam and jiggle them in there over and over and over again. And I know that's a classic suspenseful thing. But mm-hmm. I also just had this moment where I'm like, shit, I do that 
every time I use a key, oh. every time I use a key, except for just the key to my car, because the, uh, I feel like the keyhole for the, a car key is just so massive that yeah. you'd have to be just really impaired somehow to not get it <laughs> just right in there. But mm-hmm. every other key I'm like, Oh, does it go this way? Does it go that way? Jiggle, jiggle. Or uh-huh. right? like just trying to, trying to jam it in. Or it's like, is this the right key? Am I going into Like I, I go through a lot of veils just to open even like my mailbox. Yeah. It's the most um, realistic part so, of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. I Jennifer, was, I get it. I mean, I guess that house was meant to hold hostages because it was the brother's house. Yeah. A locking deadbolt that you have to unlock from the inside is a scary thing to have on your house. I feel yeah. like if you go, if you meet somebody and they have a deadbolt that locks from the inside, mm-hmm. you need to run oh, away. Oh, no, I'm leaving. Yeah, that's, that's so scary. right up there with the Volkswagen bug that you realize doesn't have a passenger side door handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> As a rule. Yeah. Yeah. You buy it at the same store. Time to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, maybe Barney and Mick were brother lovers. I just want to put that out there. I want to float that little conspiracy theory. I don't want to even Their think Their relationship that. made me sad. I felt sad for Well, Barney's Nick such an asshole. Barney's just, just. I love, you know, though. That's just the dynamic that they've had for years, and you can tell. Yeah, when he first calls heartbreaking. Marty to ransom for what he thinks is Dominique, Dominique, Marty has the gall to say, Brian, or Barney who? Because obviously there's one Barney in your past that, <laughs> you know, you have some shit with. And he says, Barney that took the rap and did the time wise guy. He's so mad. And it's just that <laughs> he delivers that line so well. And it's so funny <laughs> that that Marty had the gall to just say, who? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Marty's a real piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not remember what happened between you? I feel like fast forward in this, this world and Two years later, three years later, Marty is the kind of guy that's just head to toe Miami Vice suit. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Totally. He's almost there. Like he's yeah. kind of got like kind of a pre-Varney yeah. look, and it's going to be the yeah. linen suit. And they're just like oh, leisurely Marty. living their lives. Uh, Marty and Dominique, they're playing backgammon and golfing. They really were. I mean, they were just they were just chilling. Disco rattlesnake cowboys. Disco rattlesnake. <laughs> Rattlesnake ballerinas. I, oh God, Dominique. Dominique, um, her walk, the walk that Stephanie Powers uh, <laughs> does as Dominique, I was very intrigued by. I, I could really not even put words to it, I don't think. But <laughs> suffice to say, it is unique. Mm-hmm. And if uh, they both had, well, I was going to say, if they had bags over their head, I could tell which one was Dominique, but their heads are the same. So <laughs> yeah. that would not make any difference. <laughs> the hairstyle really gives it away. Yeah, you just have to deal with hairstyle and makeup. It's the, the tightness of the clothing. Yeah. The uh, the extended, ch- the chin and the neck, like the slightly up in the air, the nose, and then the gait. The tight, pulled back Dominique. hair. Tons of makeup. Yeah. God, I love Dominique. Um, yeah, Dominique's good. A, so I mean, yeah, and it's so. My thought is, now that they know that there is a Jennifer doppelganger, they should employ her yeah. as frequently as possible. And she, <laughs> she clearly was trying to get away from her husband or make him jealous. Or yeah, like this, the, the, she benefits from the ruse. Yeah, like, we're never going to see Dominique again. I'm quite sure. But yeah, well, you know who I wish I could see because I have questions is Max's friend that works at 
not the Department of Motor Vehicles, the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, <laughs> oh, um, who has seen Star Wars 47 times. Yeah, in oh, 1980. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. BMV. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> When he said that, I was like, yeah, see, it's always been like that. <laughs> People, as soon as Star Wars came out, there were Star Wars nerds. Oh yeah, like even that's one thing that transcends time. Well, they were <laughs> what were they nerds of before Star Wars? Lord Star of the Rings. Oh yeah, I guess Star Trek. <laughs> I just thought it was an unusual bit of information to squeeze into a moment that required no additional information. It was just like a little, and it was diss. very specific. Yeah, it was a little. Dig. I don't know if it was a diss. I'm wondering if it was like a, a shout out to somebody. Yeah. Or it just sort of made me think a little bit about Max's, uh, because he's the most interesting man alive, Max's very amusing uh, friend circle. He mm-hmm. Max knows everybody. There's, you know, a million people in Max's Rolodex. But yeah. I just thought it was strange that he said... You mean the one that <laughs> Star Wars for a certain time? It's like, yeah, that's the person at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles that, I mean, that's the one. Mm-hmm. The one that's seen Star Wars 47 times. That's so, their one defining Just a little feature. strange, but I love it. I feel like that comment was like a common vernacular to describe the way someone looked. Oh, wow. Oh, interesting. I mean, I am definitely taking it in the negative realm of contexts, but huh. that is what I do believe that meant. I do believe he was saying like the nerd. Yeah, the nerd. Like yeah. I have the hmm. my nerdy friend. He doesn't even know if that yeah. guy's seen Star Wars. It's shorthand. He just, yeah, he says he's seen it 47 times to, as a way to describe the way he looks. <laughs> That's so I think shitty. it's a woman. And the, oh. weirdly, uh, I think, am I the most Star Warsy person of the three of us? No, no. definitely not. <laughs> I think Eric is. He's a Star Wars Maybe. minute mug. I'm more of an empire gal. I am obviously an empire guy, but uh, yeah, no, we can see it's me and Ellen are equally matched in the Star Wars nerddom. Mm-hmm. But I'm with the rebellion. That said, I, <laughs> I, you better be. Yeah. Um, good. The, uh, <laughs> the comment didn't, it didn't glance off me in any downward direction it just it just was pretty neutral i just thought it was unusual also when jonathan said that thing to that lieutenant about um how the cops are sucking a lot of water down there it's like is he telling them they suck (laughs) oh yeah that was weird this is the one that guys suck a lot of water yeah i'm like one continuous thread from season two so far is that Cops suck, and yeah. the hearts have no use for cops. Anymore. I also love that moment because Jonathan is berating that cop, and Max is in the background stirring a pot of whatever, <laughs> staring daggers at that police officer. Yeah, they don't the like that. Then, thre- then he sort of threatens him. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. the best. I love that. Yeah. I think I also just proved that I'm not the most Star Warsy because when you guys said I'm an Empire person, I thought you meant you were with the Empire. No, we meant Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I didn't even know that was shorthand <laughs> for a sec. The sequel movie so i think i'm out for the most star warsy oopsie (laughs) oopsie doodle there that moment you talked about when jennifer was leaving that house with the keys Mm -hmm. was the most frustrating moment i think of (laughs) heart to heart maybe ever because she's going so slowly she 
is fiddling with the keys forever. You know, it's taking forever. She finally gets out and she runs and the guy runs after her sort of, but then doesn't follow her. There's cars, there's people around everywhere. She's just running. She steals a child's bicycle. That has no brakes. Has no brakes. (laughs) Has no chain on it. So she can't brake. She veers off the road into, and you know the whole time, there's no doubt in your mind that she's going to get caught again. If she doesn't get caught, the episode's over. So obviously she's going to get caught again. The first car she hails and jumps in is the two brothers and it's just such a i don't know it just felt like a real nothing moment for the whole it was like why did we just go on this journey (laughs) i love uh the bike it's not i guess it's it's is it a chase not really because they're not hot on her heels but but when she's just flying wildly (laughs) down the mountainside it's just a heart-to-heart classic Yeah. yeah i mean like out of control car action is just a much like the fist fight it is <laughs> yeah you know the quick and dirty fist fight it's a heart to heart uh trade i love that she screamed out while she was going down i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> there was also there was a moment that, that made clear. me very clear. there was a moment that made me crack up where uh just it cuts to an intersection and there are two people crossing the street and a car like screeches to a halt to let these people cross the street. Oh. And mm-hmm. I was like, why Mm-mm. was that necessary? What, what, is this, <laughs> what the fuck is this adding to this scene? And it and the answer was nothing. Like just, it just was right. like, oh, so we could see them again when Jennifer barrels past them. But. Yeah. Adding nothing to a scene. General it reminds chaos. me of my friend at the Bureau so of Motor Vehicles who's seen Star Wars <laughs> 47 times. Mm. Oh I'm goodness. kidding. That does add something to the scene. It makes it amazing and weird. What a tragic um, friend. The <laughs> this episode, you guys, this episode, Dominique is such a gift. Everything else is. Yeah. A debit. So. Like, it's a debit. <laughs> like it's, it I, this, uh, here's, here's my take on the episode. Um, I know we're not we're at ratings yet. Rating. No, but this episode has zero darkness. Like they, they have, they have introduced yeah, a scenario. It was not murder. Yeah. yeah. They introduced a scenario that could very well be very dark and really scary. Like our favorite character is kidnapped by these two crazy people. Yeah. At least one of them is psychotic and the other one is, you know, just an idiot. Dumb. I, like, uh, but Aww. he wasn't even dumb. Like, he didn't play it dumb. Mm-hmm. He played it really, really uh, likable. He's lack not of a cut out term. to be a criminal. That's no. what I, where I'm going to land on Mick. He's just, you know, I bet his brother bullied him into it and now he's just kind of stuck with it. He's trying to help his brother out. But none of it was, none of it was threatening at any time. Like, like, Jennifer never seems worried very much. Like she's no, which which I love, but it was also like, uh, you know, do you want some skin in the game? Like I I kind of want there to be some <laughs> reason for her to be afraid. Like, and I want when she tries to escape, I want her to really try to escape. Like yeah. she she, she was kind she of got out yucking it up. She she stole a bike, which was hilarious. She steals a bike from two kids, which is so funny. Mm, rips it out of she her hands. Barrels down the street crashes into the side of the road and then just like gets up, brushes herself off, even though there's no dirt on her. And she's and in a neighborhood. She's going past yeah. houses and cars and kids and people. I, I was the I was the Inglewood theater goer during that scene. I was like, run, bitch, get up, uh, run. I couldn't. I was I was the same way. It was making it was just making me so angry that she was just sitting there and there was yeah, no I, it was frustrating. Oh, the kidnapper house. They eat so many 
carbs. Yeah, she has so much bread. I mean, he offers wow. her wow and pasta like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a we even noticed they offered her they had half a loaf of bread on their table and Mick is like eat this to Jennifer and then she doesn't obviously but then the next day he's coming back with groceries and he has a full loaf of bread and it's like you guys you don't need that bread you have a half a loaf what are you doing (laughs) well Barney might have thrown it out like he did her Barney uh, beans or whatever the fuck the guy who (laughs) took the rap and did the time it's I I hate to say this because I of course have backtracked quite a bit. Uh, since we started watching this show, but this so far is the hit Jennifer Hart of this season where I'm like, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Like, and it's not that she was dumb. It's not that I feel like they mischaracterized her. They mm-hmm. just, this was a throwaway episode. Like they, they had a stupid idea. <laughs> well, they had, well, let me rephrase that. They had a great idea to let Jennifer play a second part or Jennifer was like let me play a bitch because I'm really good at it like no one mm-hmm. ever casts me as a bitch and mm-hmm. I would like to play a bitch if I'm gonna be Jennifer Hart for the rest of my life give me a chance to be <laughs> to show my acting off and she did and I think she nailed it and she good, des- yeah. she deserves an Emmy for for Dominique as far as I'm Dominique's concerned great. like that shit showed chops but other than that what a dumb episode like it was just like like how uh, Death in the Slow Lane was like the Muppet Show episode. This wasn't even, this was like sub Muppet. Like yeah. it wasn't even funny. It was just like, like a family kidnap story. Like it just, it didn't, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it didn't like work. Home Alone sort of. A family kidnap story like for the love of Benji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there something? The kidnap one. Is that a holiday movie? <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> that movie came up earlier on a TikTok that I was watching, on an internet video I was watching. Yeah, there was no sense. There was such a huge sense of danger in um, the first episode this season. What was murder, it called? Murder, Murder on the Wall. Murder, Murder on the Wall. That The sense of danger was palpable in that one, in that garage scene. It was so well directed. I thought that was that felt very dangerous for, for Jennifer running around the garage. And then there's a slapstick moment where she goes back for her bracelet. That was great. Which was amazing. Mm-hmm. So well done. It was earned. It was earned. Because you, like, you sat through a very tense so moment. So tense. And then she like gives you a little bit of release. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of comic relief that I think is... Yeah, gold. This feels like a little bit half baked on the twin thing and half baked on the bicycle <laughs> thing that was sort of felt like it was supposed to be something but didn't quite make it there. There was a lot of biking. My memory of like you know how it's just like there's that amazing shot of the limo with the bike rack on it with mm-hmm. the ten speed. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And they say that Dominique rides her bike there every day. Yeah. Like they go in the limo. Nelson drives her there every day. She gets out in this neighborhood yeah. that I guess everybody likes to ride bikes in, even though it just looks like a totally ordinary uh, California neighborhood. But yeah. um, my memory of this time period in regards to why there it's there's just a plethora of 10-speed bikes is that it was kind of a thing. Like there was a moment where the 10-speed was like, the shit like it was uh, and it's because of breaking away yeah breaking you, away I was yeah gonna say that. <laughs> we all we all know that one well, yeah was that <laughs> what year did that movie come out 70... 1980 i think i've seen that movie like was five it, times was it 80 i think it's 1980 my dad loved that movie 
I like that movie too. Yeah. I worship that movie. It's great. Yeah, clearly, I don't know when it comes out. I thought it I was like seventy-eight, but I maybe I'm. I'm, you, I'm gonna... you, you might probably. Look, I'm going to look it up. I'm Joe. Well, <laughs> I also was trying to think earlier. I was looking at Parent Trap earlier because I was thinking what came out that had twins in it that that inspired this twin thing with Jennifer. They're that, not twins, though. Well, right, but this mistaken well, identity. Neither, neither is Patty Duke. What? Cousins, identical cousins, <laughs> oh, yeah. all the way. Um, thank you, Sydney Shell. Nineteen seventy-nine. Oh, breaking away. You were both right. Both, <laughs> we were both right. And Let's both split, right. split the dip, split the difference, split and the we diff. win. Split the diff. Is that an avocado tree behind you that you're growing? Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. I have three of those in my office. Oh, cute. That's that's yes. the one that survived. Yeah. The others. I started ten of them, and three have survived. Yeah, they're all over oh, wow. the were, apartment. They were all over. They're everywhere. <laughs> no, they're not anymore because I cleaned them up by myself. Oh. Um, I, really want, I want you guys. I really want you guys okay, to. Well, uh, avocado. Huh? I want you guys to minute max Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no thanks. No, I just, just don't want to do That's it. what we're. Our next uh, podcast is just going to be Star Wars shit. It's relentless. <laughs> it's just a minute long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the the dinner scene with the gossip colonists. That Loved was, it. That was very black tie. That was the that was my favorite <laughs> scene in the entire episode. Just yeah. because uh, Dominique was so brutal to Althea, mm-hmm. and that was funny to me. And uh, I, I don't know. I kind of liked the weird flirty thing where she was just like aggressively flirting with Jonathan, and he was so like nobly avoiding yeah. all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm saying nobly in a very kind of way because it was just, it wasn't written very well. None of it was written very well. Mm-mm. I agree. Um, my favorite scene is when they're playing the giant backgammon and they take the ransom call um, <laughs> because Dominique's outfit is amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has that super high, super long Auburn Brave. braid. The sheer uh, tunic with Mm. the metallic stripes shot through it over the black pants and top. But, of course, anytime anyone talks about Jimmy Carter, I am there. I was really appreciative of that. (laughs) Yeah, when he says, this is Dominique, I'm the President of the United States. And she says, well, it's been delightful to talk to you, Jimmy. But But here's the part, this is what made me love it, because... What I heard her say was so weird that I love it. Um, she's, she says, well, it's been delightful to talk to you, Jimmy, but it sounds like you've had one too many peanut. <laughs> peanut? And, and then I died and went to heaven. <laughs> A heaven where people just sometimes don't pluralize things and it makes me love it. They, yeah. Um, <laughs> they all I don't know why she said that, peanut. but also... The banana brain thing I like. I love Low banana brain. This is Dominique Benson. It was cute. She also said, I think she said, or maybe Marty says, it seems like, it seems what little that's left of your brain is turned to watermelon. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, I I was like, hmm. I was just so desperately searching for some kind of meaning in so many of the moments of dialogue this episode. And I think it's probably uh, reflective of what I was, how I wasn't getting enough. As we as we frequently say, there wasn't a lot of meat on this phone, but no. 
But for me, there were there were some things that were absolutely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Rattlesnake peanut. ballerina. Rattlesnake peanut ballerina. Peanut. The, the fact that she was wearing what Joe looked up with the style of necklace uh, yeah, she was wearing in her Navajo rattlesnake. squash necklace. Okay. Squash blossom necklace. Thank you. Yeah. The, it's a traditional mm-hmm. so, style of turquoise and silver. The As soon as I saw her in that, well, the first thing I thought was Gina Gershon and Showgirls. Um, totally. That is that is 100% <laughs> where that look, where Gina's look came from. I will fight anyone. <laughs> like this pre- it predates <laughs> it by 15 years. I will uh, fight anyone. Huh. This is where that look came from. And two, I just I immediately was like, that's Tangina Barrett's necklace in mm-hmm. Poltergeist 3. <laughs> totally. And it is. She's Which wearing. has like magical powers. And I looked it up and of course found it. Yeah, that's exactly the necklace. <laughs> it's that the same style. Same necklace. style. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a lot. Dominique really gets down with uh, strong jewelry looks. Mm-hmm. It's Even funny. when you're just playing giant backgammon, which I, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Or standing while your husband golfs in your yard, I guess, is what they were doing. You know what I thought was kind of interesting was how cute their relationship seemed to be, Marty and Dominique. Like, they... they yeah. yeah. Even though there was the whole, like, I'm going to stay the night tonight to make him jealous, mm-hmm. it seemed... I don't know. I mean, as as troubling as that is in an actual relationship <laughs> they hung out all the time like they hung out all the time and played games together except and just for when like, she was biking yeah yeah it was so cute and he didn't like her biking thing because it was the one thing that she yeah. does without him yeah <laughs> i think it, i thought that was all cute i don't know it's yeah it, their dynamic is winsome for sure yeah for sure mm. like it's they're they're likable hoods. Like I yeah. I don't know. I just enjoyed them. I didn't enjoy Marty. I, I hated Marty's whole bravado thing of of uh, not negotiating. Like I like how it worked because oh. of course it worked. Um, he wasn't going to give him an extra hundred thousand. But then it doesn't play out well because it goes to the fucking meetup. That whole that horrible ransom meetup. Where he's just sense. like, oh yeah, no, go ahead and and throw the money at him, and then we'll drive away. Yeah, that doesn't. That's not how you do this. What? But there is that great moment where Mick runs out there, unzips the little um, duffel bag, pulls out one uh, sheaf of bills, and says, "It's all here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mick. Mick. And then you know, sibling betrayal ensues. He God, there was so much weird running. That's the darkness to me. The brothers' relationship. It's not the level of darkness um, that we're accustomed to. But I have to say, I found their relationship to be a spot of darkness. It made me sad inside. And then they betray each other. I mean, that's a lot. Brothers betraying each other is a lot. Brothers trying to kill each other is a lot. It's dark, but it's just lost in all the other weirdness in the the episode. It was wrapped in candy floss, so I couldn't really, I couldn't get, down with it i couldn't get down with the darkness they just yeah. they seemed like like uh looney tunes like two of the same bird that were after bugs bunny or whatever like it just mm-hmm. it had that heckle and jekyll kind yeah. of thing which that mm-hmm. i was just like this isn't this isn't real like none of this it doesn't affect me because it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel real um but yeah i mean that is that, that their relationship <laughs> is dark it's bleak their relationship is bleak. I don't know if you can sit 
in a, a chair next to a bed that your brother is sprawled out on and read a newspaper with him on a Sunday morning. I think that's pretty sweet too. After just Why getting you the just groceries. Leave, leave your hostage yeah. <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table. She's got plenty of bread she to eat. She's fine. All night. She's got, she's got a whole <laughs> new new loaf of bread to eat. <laughs> she sat there all night. Yeah. That, yeah. That was Barry sad. went to bed. At least Barry Mick. went to bed. Mick went out for groceries. In she oh sat there. She yeah. didn't try to crawl out a window. She didn't break a window. I know. Run. What was she doing? Or they should have had tied her tied up at least or handcuffed. I don't That's know why a, they yeah, didn't do that. Yeah, there's so much. There's so, I, I, And I'm not wishing ill upon our favorite character, but I am wishing that they would have made it a little more like, I'm worried for my favorite character. I'm yeah. not. Because in this, I'm you're, not. You're saying you you need a proper kidnapping. You, need, you require need to be. an abduction. <laughs> we require I require her to be uh, blindfolded and put in a room with very loud heavy metal playing. Yeah. <laughs> and this, every now and then they just throw water on her, but the yeah. room is just damp anyway yeah. already. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. then uh, Mick comes in and gives her a candy bar and says something nice. <laughs> That but would be even scene, darker. A, gi- like a giant roach, like a Renfrew style roach, <laughs> just crawling along, and she stares at it. <laughs> that would have been and good. Mick, then Mick makes some pasta and op- offers to drop her off. Yeah, it's like good cop, bad cop. That would have made more sense for Mick to be a character in this whole thing. That, that he was giving her hope or whatever. To I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a maybe it's like a testament to to Mick. Um, I'm sorry that I. I have that actor's name, um, Andrew Robinson. Like Andrew Robinson played this so sympathetically and nicely. Like he didn't mm-hmm. play it dumb. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't say like, "Oh, I'm going to be the dimwit." Um, mm-hmm. Even though Sorta. his character, I mean, we can read into it how we read into it, but he didn't play it down. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he should have, or I don't know. Like, you but know it's what? not his fault. It's the writing's fault. Like the it was written poorly. And executed as well as it could be. Shots fired at Sydney yeah. Sheldon. I he think didn't write that it. he didn't write it. I think that I think he made the most of that character. For me, I didn't think the character was dumb, but uh, also, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like that one. I don't like that. Makes me uncomfortable. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But I, me but too. I also think that that wasn't the case, and that they played up this. Those two actors played up that bullying dynamic. Um, and that was good. The brothers, I feel like the brothers dynamic, all the flaws surrounding them aside, I, I thought that was good. Mm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. They, they did a lot more with it than they needed to. I guess it just, it felt like there wasn't a point for his character. I guess he ran away with the money at the end was the point. Maybe he, maybe that was supposed to be a moment where he was, he's saying, I'm finally over my brother's shit, I'm not going to take it anymore. And his powerful moment of running away, maybe that's what that was supposed to be. Season two, so far, every episode has had a moment where we get a surprise double cross of some sort. Like yeah, a double like twist. A, a twist. A double we twist. get a double uh-huh. twist. And that was our double twist for this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And it it amounted to nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it amounted to him getting shot in the leg by his brother, but... There were some funny running moments in that junkyard. Do you guys not notice Jonathan's? I, I feel like I was alone in noticing Jonathan's weird ass run in the first season. Does it not? Do you guys not think it's crazy and weird? It's it's the run of an actor. Really? I just think it's very <laughs> pterodactyl 
It's very pterodactyl Tyrannosaurus Rex, hunched over, arms flapping in a weird way. It's maybe it's the pants that make him run that way. Polyester blend, whatever he's wearing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just very, very comical looking to me. His legs are going way more up than they are going fo- forwards and backwards. They're going upwards more. <laughs> You're just watching a 50 year old man who I guess is so. an actor. Yeah. Uh, exerting energy uh, he did he did however jump on top of a moving car so yes. he did he's yeah. still, and that's yet another he's still our jonathan uh, sta- old standby it's a hard to hard standby jonathan if there's a moving vehicle loosely related to yeah. whatever crime he's trying to stop or solve yeah. jonathan has to jump on it jump upon it he is compelled. Yeah, even though it's compelled, it basically to led to nothing. He fell off of it, and then, I mean, he got into that whatever that thing was that picks up cars. I don't know what you would call that, that. forklift. I I loved the forklift? forklift moment. Like me that too. was that, that was, was pretty funny. Very good to me. I uh, I had a moment where I was like, oh, when uh, Barney slams on the brakes, which is what you obviously do when you've got someone clinging to the roof of your car. Although he kept looking up at the roof and I, I actually had the thought like, would I do that if somebody was on the roof? Would I look up at the, <laughs> at the ceiling. roof, the opaque <laughs> roof? <laughs> I, was, I don't know why I wondered that, but you know, it's good to be prepared and then you can reflect later after it happens. Yeah. Like, I did do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> but so he slams on the brakes, right? And Jonathan, of course, flies off because physics mm. and TV and then there was just that moment where I'm like, oh, shit, he's going to get run over. And it's like, I know he's not mm-hmm. run over. But, but it, was, it was close. And usually there's not that crazy a resolution when Jonathan jumps on other cars. Like, it's usually not like, it doesn't go that fast. Like, they, they put a lot into that junkyard scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been on the roof of multiple cars now. And usually the, the scene lasts longer. The semi truck scene lasted for a long time. He yeah. was shooting mm-hmm. at people and fighting, and yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't have anything more to say. Then it's time <laughs> to pick, pick your, your poke. Notice mm-hmm. my lack of enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to muster it. I don't have much. Ellen, do you want to go? I. I do go right in first. Yeah. Um, Dominique. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also choose Dominique. Wow, really? Yeah. Mm. I choose uh, Ned Flanders. I can't choose Flanders uh, because he was Uncle Frank in Hellraiser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't and seen And there it. is nothing. Le- like, I, I had a moment where I realized where I knew him from. And it was actually like a weird moment of like, why do you have some sort of sexual vibe to me? Because you're not attractive to me at all. Oh, but really? what? Why do you have some weird sexual thing to me? And I was like, oh, it's Hellraiser. It's because you were in Hellraiser, and you were uh, a very sexual character in that. And res- it turned out to be a very creepy hmm. sexual character in that. Pinhead be giving everyone the tingles. Yeah, actually, I guess I should watch that. Yeah. Uh, oh, you've never seen Hellraiser. Mm, yeah, you have. I've. Oh, oh, he's the. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen the original Hellraiser. Yeah. Yes, he's in the first one. Oh, that guy. Okay, that is creepy. 
Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. But I guess I'm, I've been misspeaking this entire time, and I'm going to get out ahead of it. He's not Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is the actual creep. Correction. Uh, who gets pulled in by the uh, puzzle box. I can't remember what dude's name is in Hellraiser, but he is Julia's husband who moves into the house with them. Mm. That, oh. And then Frank wears his skin. Oh, that's where I'm confused. Yes, okay, yeah. that's where I'm confused. Sorry. Okay, that's yeah. So okay. Oh, Hellraiser. Oh, Hellraiser, <laughs> which I'm so gonna watch in the next coming it's days been because so of that. long. <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch that, and I have to watch the sequels. Yeah, well, it's you just not have to watch the second one. The the rest of them are terrible. It's a real weak poke. It's not strong. It's there's nothing going. Yeah, on. no, this was not a. This was not a. a mm. No, no, just Dominique. Like Dominique. She she owned some sex and I would like to rent it. Like it was it was solely working for me. There was some weird, uh, more cl- kind of clumsy double entendre speak from the hearts at the end where Jonathan, I guess, is all horned up from dealing with Dominique the whole episode maybe and then kind of forcefully pushes Jennifer down. I can't remember what they say, but her the way she says... Jonathan, it's just, it's not sexual. It's, she's wondering what he's doing and it's just a weird moment. I didn't like it. That was my biggest problem with, so again, like I trashed Jennifer Hart's characterizations and hit Jennifer Hart so hard. <laughs> and now this one is taking the mantle for like my, my least favorite uh, depictions of Jennifer Hart. Mm. And it's not because of anything that she did with the kidnapping thing. Cause that was all fluffy. It was very silly. Like everything in this episode was very silly, but then the end, her, her extreme insecurity over, over the weird staged kiss for that article. I was just like, Jennifer, I feel like Jennifer Hart would have played that off a little funnier. Like I, mm. one, I don't think it would have bothered her. Um, I think it would have, she would have made fun of Jonathan for it. Mm -hmm. And I like even the way that she questions him of like, was she better than me? Did you like her better? Like, well, was it, was it the same? Um, I feel like it would have been funnier. I I just, I wish it would have been funnier. Mm -hmm. Anyway, ratings, Ellen. Yeah. Um, the doppelganger aspect, of course, I love, there's uh, I'll I'll lead lead with the positives for me and there were there were positives. Um there were some great outfits. Um twice the Stephanie Powers which I super love. <laughs> uh the preposterous notion of a doppelganger who also rather incredibly leads a super glamorous life. Mm-hmm. Um I appreciated the performances of the two brothers, although their dynamic made me uh, sad for reasons I should probably explore on my own off pod. (laughs) Um, I like that somebody invoked the name of Jimmy Carter. And I love that she said that it sounded like somebody had one too many peanut. (laughs) Um, But... The rest of it, I didn't really like. I mean, I always like Jonathan on the hood of the car. I always like the crazy out of control 
thing. You know, I, I kind of, I like the white outfits a lot, but um, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a two. Mm. Ooh, uh, I'm also ooh. giving it a two. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Me and Ellen are, are identical this season so far. <laughs> <gasps> Maybe you're my twin. Oh, <laughs> Don't kill me. Uh, yeah, wouldn't, it, that, wouldn't that be exciting, Joyce and George? The <laughs> only the only reason that it's even getting two is because there were two Stephanie Powers, mm. and it's <laughs> one, just Dominique. One heart for each like, Stephanie. It's, no, it's just her performance as Dominique. Yeah, was so good, and yeah. it just really showed off how great an actress she is. Like, yeah, and I also solid. loved that character. I thought she was so fun to watch, and mm. I would definitely watch more of her. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, what a stinker. Like, it was a stinker. It, I got bored. My mind completely. I don't remember this golf cart, cart or golf course scene you guys keep talking about. Oh, oh. Um, I don't remember it at all. And I don't care to. Uh, I'm probably oh. going to skip this up. Ep- well, uh, I may not skip it on rewatch just because I want, but I may just, just like fast forward through to Dominique moments. Uh, so yeah, it's a two. The, the golf course thing isn't a golf course. It's their backyard, right? Yeah. They're just like putting. Oh, right. He's just okay. putting green. So you do remember it. Uh, yeah. I Asian remember because I, I do rem- I remember the, them. her outfit and that's it. He's just golfing. And yeah. that was when yeah. I was also, uh, Googling images of, uh, Zelda Rubenstein in yeah. <laughs> Poltergeist three. Yeah. Cause she was <laughs> wearing the her fucking rattles- <laughs> the squash blossom necklace. rattlesnake ballerina outfit, uh, mm-hmm. which was also the premiere of that outfit, which was a great moment. Uh, guess what? We're not twins. We're triplets. I'm also going with the two because I, that it was, yeah, it for, it had one too many peanut (laughs) this episode. (laughs) It just like the core. I get it. Writing a plot line around Jennifer having an identical evil, sort of evil seeming, but not evil. Dominique wasn't evil. Really just cold and alienish. Just uh, different. Yeah. Just different, you guys. Yeah. I love that core. But yeah, what you're saying, the fact that I don't have a rewrite for it says a lot to me that I can't, I don't feel like I can salvage any usable plot to to just to say, if they had just done this, I would have loved it. There wasn't a moment like that because so much of it just went really wrong and didn't, come to fruition didn't come to a banana brain <laughs> and even though I, I i mentioned like how it didn't go dark enough and it would have benefited in my opinion from going darker i wouldn't have enjoyed this episode more if they showed jennifer Hart being tortured um <laughs> i just don't think it was very good I, I i don't think it was very good i think it was it was cheap yeah well that leaves us with a six, six, which is a low heart mm. murmur, the lowest heart murmur. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, and I I can't disagree with that rating at all. Mm-mm. Which is that that's such a like huge step down yeah. <laughs> from the first two episodes of the season, which were both fucking great. But Ellen, please tell us what we're doing next. Oh, I'm I'm happy to. Uh, originally airing on December 9th, nineteen eighty. Next week, we're going to be talking about murder is a man's best friend. <laughs> oh. Normally finicky, Freeway is quite fond of his new dog food and ends up in a dog food commercial. 
When the hearts have a party, some of Freeway's new food is mistakenly ingested by some guests who then behave as if drugged. Oh, what? Okay, exciting. A new kind of Freeway. Season two, it's back. (laughs) Are Deanne and Stanley going to be at this party? Is Karen going to be there? Karen is... (laughs) Karen's now making dog food. She chemicaled she she the dog food. Fido Fust. I love it. That or sounds, Freeway. This sounds exciting. People eating dog food. I love that. Uh, yeah, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounds great. You do love that, Joe. I love that. I was, so it's great. been well documented. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm. Oh, That sounds so fun. I can't wait. If you have a favorite dog food, let us know at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. Joe wants you to eat it. He Joe, loves if you it. Yeah, take video of you Picture. eating your, <laughs> your Gaines burgers uh. and post it to yes, there it is. our Instagram at it was murder pod or on Twitter at it was murder pod. <laughs> we still want your Minute Maxes, so please send us a Minute Max. You can send it to our Instagram or it, you can send it to any of these places that I've mentioned. <clears throat> It oh, was Murder Pod. The Instagram audio message feature only lets you record for a minute. So that's like a good way to like kind of stay under the <laughs> pressure that we're all under when we do them. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I understand that you guys are going to plot them out and, or, and, you know, fairly, some of you know these episodes way better than we do. So you can probably just like pull it out mm-hmm. of thin air. But part of the fun is, <laughs> part of the fun for me, and I'm sure for you, is the fumbling. So don't be afraid to fumble. Other than that, after a hearty meal of Gainsburgers, good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. See you next week when you feed all those party goers your food. Your fuss. Your drugged food. <laughs> fuss burgers. Your, fight, your Fido fuss. <laughs>